CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84LOU and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello everybody, I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to the Great America Show. Thanks for being with us. In a rare display of integrity, a Democrat judge in the deep blue state of Connecticut overturned a local mayoral primary race, Democrat versus Democrat, as the judge ordered a new election after witnessing massive fraud on video. Back in September, Bridgeport mayoral challenger John Gomes' campaign revealed a video showing a woman dropping stacks of illegal ballots into a drop box directly outside the Bridgeport Government Center in the wee hours of the morning. That's right, right in plain sight on camera, cheating, and cheating some more. The Gomes campaign was able to identify the woman in the video. She happened to be the vice chairwoman of the Democratic town clerk and a supporter of the incumbent mayor seeking re-election. And not surprisingly, Gomes wound up losing that September primary by only 251 votes, and coincidentally, he was beaten 2-1 to by those absentee ballots. Superior Court Judge William Clark, to his credit, and we salute him, declared the volume of ballots were so mishandled, so egregiously, that he threw out the rigged primary election and ordered a new election. And here is the challenger, John Gomes. John, great to have you with us. You've got to be pleased. Without a doubt, it is an unprecedented moment here as far as uh, we're looking at history and the outcome of the campaign, as you said. Uh, the primary, which happened on September 12th, which I was victorious on the polls by 470 votes and turned out to lose after the polls closed by 251 votes. Um, we um, came across evidence that showed uh, tampering uh, with uh, ballot stuffing of uh, illegal absentee ballots and we presented our case and two days ago we became uh, the judge awarded us the case and we became we were victorious 
and uh, ordered a new primary. Right. What a judge. Schedule. What a judge. I mean, I have to salute him uh, and his uh, and his decision. Uh, not many judges have had the guts to do what he did. Your thoughts? Well, I definitely agree. I, I, I um, we're grateful to to uh, to have this judgment, but at the same time, we understand that here in Bridgeport, we ha- we have had our issues with absentee ballot and its impact on the outcome of elections, both uh, going back to 2017 to t- 2022, which was state uh, state uh, uh, district election, but we also had issues with 2019 mayoral election, which actually has been referred for criminal charges for uh, some perpetrators and equally for 20, uh, our, our campaign or our election now in 2023. The only difference with our election in 2023 was that the evidence was overwhelming. It was right. video showing, um, you know, in excess of over, uh, as, the, as the case pointed out, I believe almost 1,300 uh, votes that were unaccounted for. Right. And, uh and without question, Connecticut and Bridgeport have had a history of uh, of issues. I'll put it that way, but this is a, a, it's predominantly, is it not, a Democratic stronghold? Well, um, you know, speaking and in the experience where I live here at Bridgeport, I can definitely tell you we've had issues with absentee ballot here uh, in Bridgeport. Uh, obviously, you know what's going on nationally or, or yeah, John, with the Democratic Party. Sorry, sorry, John, but it is a, a predominantly Democratic uh, city, right? Right, in Bridgeport. Yes, in Bridgeport, I will talk directly with that. Yes, it's a 95%, 94%, 94% predominantly Democrat. And so they're cheating each other. I mean, the party, they couldn't find any Republicans, so they decided to cheat each other. Is that what we're, we're figuring out here? Well, this... What we what we shown was that there was a overwhelming amount of evidence that there was a conspiracy within the party, within um, the town committee and uh, elected officials to um, steal the election away from me and from my um, my voters. And we prevailed upon presenting all the evidence in the case. And you, uh, I infer, uh, you think it was uh, racially motivated. Uh, is that what you're saying? No, not racially motivated. It was greed motivated. Uh, it's, uh, you know, when you have uh, certain people that have been, uh, you know, chair of the party for decades upon decades and controlled the majority, they do not want to let go, even though the people want change. Um, and, you know, thank God that we came across the evidence to present it otherwise with what happened with the tampering. And so what happens now? Uh, will there be an investigation? Uh, will people be held to account? Will there be law enforcement uh, investigations here? Or will it be a matter that if you prevail, for example, because you're on the independent uh, uh, ticket as well, uh, will it just be sort of, uh, you know, bygones or bygones and we'll move on from here? Um. I hope not. I, I hope that justice serves itself through. Um, there are uh, the SEC is currently looking at some mishandling and complaints that have been uh, submitted. They've also taken possession of the evidence from uh, the register office. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, we're hoping that 
it doesn't end this way, that there is some criminal criminal justification done and arrests made to those that perpetrated this conspiracy and this act purposely purposely and malicious and attacked the civil rights of uh, all the voters here in Bridgeport. So, and you're thinking, did you have a suspicion that this might be a rigged election, this primary election uh, going into it? Well, you know, you always have your doubt. You do everything you can with the, the campaign to strategic plan for everything that you could think could go wrong. But um, no way that we imagine the magnitude of what we discovered. Uh, it's beyond belief. Um, just a mere fact to look at the number of times the ballots were stuffed by um, some of the people. Um, there really, there was no word to describe it beyond it was unbelievable. And unbelievable, uh, which is what a lot of people have been talking about, a number of rigged elections here in recent years. The judge in this case stands out because uh, he actually did something. Uh, And to what degree, uh, I mean, what is your reaction to this judge uh, and to the system of justice, at least in Bridgeport, I, I mean, it, it is so commendable and so, uh, to me, brave of him uh, in this day and age to stand up against uh, election uh, election fraud. Uh, he deserves, I think, a, a pillar or a statue or something in the center of Bridgeport. Well, uh, obviously, the positive uh, thing, the positive outcome is that, you know, the evidence that we presented brought clear spotlight to what has been happening uh, during the last several elections here in Bridgeport. We definitely applaud the judge. And mo- most of all, it it, uh, it it restores, it begins the process of um, healing healing for the residents of Bridgeport. At least we're one step there. And um, and what we're saying as, as a candidate is for all the voters to please show up on November 7th and cast their vote and make sure it's count equally and fairly. And if they have any doubt in regards to absentee ballot process, go in person and vote. But uh, we definitely agree that, um, you know, it's unprecedented what uh, Judge Clark did. Unprecedented. And as I said, commendable. On Tuesday, what is your what are your polls showing? Uh, What is what is your judgment about what is happening in the community? You talked about healing. There is an there's a strange aspect of this in that it is all intra Democratic Party. Uh, the, the Democratic Party is usually uh, conformist and uh, march in lockstep. Uh, what is the what is the uh, the source of the fissure that divides the Democrat Party there? Well, I, I think it's just selective few within the Democratic Party here in Bridgeport that's looking to maintain their interest and uh, continue to have an inclusive. Um, um, corrupt system for themselves here in Bridgeport. And fortunately, with the evidence presented, we hope to break that. And again, with the vote, voters come out um, on September, uh, I mean, on November 7th and cast their vote, we've been talking to, um, you know, the voters here in Bridgeport across all party lines, not only the Democrat, independent, Republican, non-affiliate. And um, the sentiment is equal, that they're all tired of what has happened. They're tired of the consistency of the voter oppression. And now there's there's a sprinkle of hope that things will change based on this decision that was made, uh, this historic decision that was made uh, two days ago by uh, Judge, Judge Clark. 
as you say, historic, because this had been a, the integrity of the election or lack of integrity of elections has been, uh, your, in your judgment, uh, been going on for quite some time. Uh, John, we appreciate you being with us, and thanks for telling us your story, and uh, best of luck on Tuesday. Well, thank you, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity, and um, again, um you know, I look forward to seeing the voters out there on uh, November 7th, and I'll be on road D1. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much, John. Best of luck. Thank you. Just so we all don't forget that there's very little integrity in our judicial system and our federal government, particularly in the DOJ, the DOJ is still arresting January 6th demonstrators almost three years later, throwing Trump supporters in jail. The Biden regime and the Marxist Dems want more political prisoners. When we return, our guest is the victim of the Marxist Dem lawfare, the corrupt Marxist left haters who hate not only Donald Trump, but all the attorneys who've represented him. Former Trump attorney John Eastman, our guest here today. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Back And thank you for staying with us as if the Department of Justice hasn't already done enough political damage, taken enough political prisoners, they're out for more. A new report from the Electronic Freedom Foundation revealing the federal government is using geo-tracking of cell phones to find out who was at the Capitol ground perimeter on the 6th of January. Geo-tracking is the very same technology that former Attorney General William Barr said the United States doesn't use. Geotracking is also the same technology that True the Vote used in their investigation of mail-in ballot box fraud. Of course, William Barr might deny that as well. Joining us now is attorney John Eastman, John Clerk for Justice Clarence Thomas in the late 90s, a former chairman of the Federalist Society and served as dean at the Chapman University. John, it is great to have you with us. We know you're in a heck of a battle with the California Bar Association. All of this seems to be utter madness. Your thoughts? Well, uh, I've said publicly, I think they've crossed the Rubicon here, both in the, the abusive use of the disciplinary systems to go after the lawyers. The head of the 65 Project, which is one of the <clears throat> left-funded organizations behind all of these things, very was very explicit. Our goal is not just to debar, disbar all the attorneys that were involved in any of the election challenges, but to make them so toxic in their firms and their communities that right-wing legal talent will never take on these kind of election challenges again. Uh, and of course, that would destroy our adversarial system of justice. And it's not limited 
to election challenges. Anybody that is, you know, raising challenges against government action, um, challenging, you know, the, the elite preferred views of things, whether it's transgender men in our girls' locker rooms or uh, parents objecting at school boards to ridiculous things in the curriculum, uh, people are, are, are being attacked for holding different views than the government de demands that we hold. Uh, and that's an authoritarian turn that we've not seen in this country before. And I, I noticed the, the, the judge in your uh, uh, bar hearing uh, setting November 3rd as the date, uh, very being adamant uh, that uh, do what you will with your pleadings, your motions and your arguments. Uh, but if she considers them supercilious, uh, irrelevant or beyond the scope of legal legal practice that uh, you'll be punished with 10 minute uh, surmisals uh, and summaries. I, I mean, the arrogance of it all is just stunning. Well, you know, the, the law is pretty clear. If it's an open question and you advocate for a position to resolve that question, it's not supposed to be subject to discipline. Uh, even if uh, the issue has been settled, but you have a good faith basis for uh, challenging the settled view of things, it's not supposed to be subject to discipline. <clears throat> so I remain confident if the law is properly followed, that this thing will will be put to rest and I will win. But that's a big if in my mind. Uh, Ten weeks and nearly a half a million dollars it's cost me to defend my bar license in California. Yeah. This is extraordinary. <laughs> you know, by the way, I've got you know malpractice insurance, like every lawyer has. There's a cap on disciplinary proceedings of twenty-five thousand dollars because what we're dealing with is unprecedented. You know, normally a disciplinary proceeding is you you stole some funds from your client trust account or uh, whatever. Uh, nothing like a ten-week-long full-fledged trial. Uh, making me defend, you know, as I said on Steve Bannon's show, we have evidence of election illegality in several of these states that apparently put at issue, uh, even though that's First Amendment protected speech, that put at issue the validity of elections in all of the states, even states that I had nothing to do with. Right. And so I've been having to defend the entirety of the election challenges uh, on my own shoulders. It, to me, it's it, it's a remarkable moment in, in legal history in this country. Because and, uh, you know, I don't the Fox is a, a very good example of a judge, a New York judge deciding with a jury present what the facts were coming to the conclusion that the any uh, argument that the election was unfair in any way uh, rigged uh, would be outside. Just simply he wouldn't hear it. Right. And in point of fact. The whole issue, to, to my view, and I'm only speaking in my perspective on it, I, I don't even know what the Fox legal geniuses were thinking, but I, all I wanted was an investigation. I wanted it from the FBI. I wanted it from the Department of Justice. I wanted it uh, even safer, the, the Cyber and Infrastructure uh, Security Agency lied about it, saying it was a perfect election within a week of the election, which would have made it impossible for them to have understood anything. This is the federal agency that that we were supposed to accept their their view. Uh, and, they, and the list goes on and on. Bill Barr talking about uh, the election, I think it was December 1st of uh, 2020. He lied. There was no FBI investigation or DOJ investigation of any kind. The man lied. 
He did. Uh, and he wasn't cr under under oath and he wasn't subject to cross-examination. Uh, he said uh, our investigations have revealed no evidence of significant enough of fraud to affect the outcome. So I suppose that was true because they didn't do any investigations. Right. But but uh, uh, he also didn't mention in that statement uh, the illegality, which was obvious, whether eliminating signature verification in Pennsylvania or eliminating voter ID through a fraudulent directive to voters that they could falsely claim they were indefinitely confined and, and not have to provide ID, uh, to creating human drop boxes in, in the town of Madison, Wisconsin, right. the University of Wisconsin, to, to government officials and county clerks actually doctoring the documents that came in, the outer envelopes, to provide information that was missing. <clears throat> so that they can count the ballots when state law was quite clear. If it's missing this information, the ballot shall not be counted. So they filled it in on their own. We call that doctoring of evidence. That ought to be a criminal prosecution. But of course, you know, they were supporting this, the status quo, the views of the government elite, and uh, we're not supposed to challenge that. We're supposed to act like sheep instead of challenging and seeking the truth. This is the big, biggest troubling thing to me. Um, we have, we have we have ceased to be a free people if we can't raise questions to get investigations to get to the truth. I truly believe we are no longer a free people. Uh, I, I think we have, as you said, crossed that Rubicon. Uh, this this country right now, and I detect it in so many places amongst the the quote unquote elites, uh, whether it's working men and women in this country. Uh, uh, right now, they're fearful of their government. And I'm talking about people who have the money and the resources to fight uh, in, in a courtroom, uh, fortunately for them. But uh, those resources are at risk. And the the typical uh, attorney right now, a young attorney who steps in the way of the, of the establishment left in the judiciary, uh, the, the prosecutors, woe be to them because they are going to be ground up like hamburger. Well, I know, and, and we're seeing it. Big firms, small firms alike, declining to take on cases. I mean, think about our legal profession, going back to John Adams representing the British soldiers in the, uh, you know, the Boston Massacre. Uh, this, this is the noble profession that everybody deserves a legal representation. But now if you take on a, a case, if you take on a case, you know, representing a, a, a is, is Islamist terrorist, or somebody in Guantanamo Bay, you're given awards. But if you take on a Trump election challenge or you take on parents at a school board or what have you, uh, you're hounded. <clears throat> and, you know, they'll likely try and bankrupt you uh, through disciplinary processes. Um, and, and for many people who are just getting started in their careers, they, they you know, and got a new family being raised or whatever, they can't afford to take that risk. This is this is aimed at destroying the adversarial system so that we don't have the ability to push back using the law. You know, Shakespeare once uh, uh, wrote in one of his plays, uh, you know, uh, first thing we do, we kill all the lawyers. Most people don't understand what was going on there. There was an attempted coup. And and uh, uh, Dick the Butcher said, first thing we have to do is kill all the lawyers. Why? Because the lawyers get in the way of government tyranny. Uh, and that's what they're trying to destroy here. The ability to have representation to challenge tyrannical actions by our government. And that's that's been flipped uh, on its head. Now, uh, attorneys seem to be, uh, for the most part, representing the government uh, and bowing down before the government, uh, doing more than uh, taking a knee. They're uh, uh, 
uh, prostrate uh, and, and obsequious as they beg uh, for whatever morsels they can from the almighty state. We're talking with John Eastman, uh, a great American. He's in a battle for his career and for, uh, for justice. And we're going to continue our conversation with John in just one moment. Please stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're back now. We're talking with Attorney John Eastman. As I say, uh, he is in battle fighting his state's uh, bar association because he has a political view. He has uh, freedom of speech, which isn't being honored uh, by the, in my opinion, uh, by the Bar Association, not even recognized, let alone uh, uh, supporting it. Uh, let, let's let's turn to where President Trump is right now, because I, the case that is fascinating me, uh, all of them are interesting and all of them are important. But the case, uh, the the January 6th case, uh, presiding uh, you know, uh, Judge uh, Tanya Chutkin, a gag order against the president of the United States. And I realized uh, a, a judge in uh, New York has done so, a state judge. But to me, this is far more important because I think uh, it, it's just on its face. Prejudice, it is uh, animus based on a uh, differing ideology. And she is actually saying that, it, I have to read this to you because uh, it, it's just incredible. Chutkin says that the reason she would not lift the gag order while <laughs> Donald Trump is appealing is because in her judgment, uh, he doesn't have a chance of winning. So she gets to decide about recusal. She gets to decide about whether or not he has the uh, case before the appellate court. And, uh, and by the way, she hates his guts, which she's made clear publicly in a number of statements. How can that be tolerated by the federal judiciary for a moment? It, well, it shouldn't be. Look, I mean, we've we've seen this over the last two years with all of the prosecutions of the uh, January 6th protesters that went into the Capitol. I mean, it, it, if there was ever a more compelling case for a change of venue than this one, I'm not aware of it. And yet, routinely, the judges in the District of, of Columbia courts refuse to allow changes of venue. And so you've now got a heavily skewed partisan jury pool, heavily skewed partisan judges making decisions uh, that by right ought not to be made by people with such a, a, a manifest bias. Uh, and yet that's the standard in D.C. 
um, that we're that we're observing, and it 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 really is intolerable. You can hardly say this is a jury of his peers when ninety five percent of the of the jury pool is you know adamantly opposed to this to this man as president. It is hyperpartisan, and that justice is blind. It's supposed to be blind. And when you've got hyperpartisans making decisions like that, it's hard to make the case that justice has remained blind through this process. And that means we don't have a fair justice system. We, I think we clearly don't. I, I personally, I don't think I could get a fair trial because of my, my ideology, my partisanship, uh, and my advocacy. I don't think I could get a fair trial in any uh, Democrat jurisdiction in the country. I don't think anyone else uh, sitting in my position could either. In 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 Wisconsin, no, uh, I'm sorry, in Michigan, one of the one of the cases that was argued before the Michigan Supreme Court, one of the justices said from the bench during the oral argument, "I'm not listening. You just want to keep your king in power." That was that was an unbelievably unjudicious statement from the bench. And unless you were watching that hearing live, you wouldn't know about it, except for the courage of one of the dissenting justices who who, who put in his dissenting opinion that that statement had been made. Yeah. This is preposterous that we see judges doing that. Um, but 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 we've we've it's no longer about justice and seeking the truth. It's like it's like we've divided into two tribes. And if you have power and you're in charge of one of the institutions for one of the tribes, you you know, anything goes to ta take out after the other tribe is the way they view this. That's not justice. And it's and it's not our adversarial process, which is supposed to um, be vetted to get to give uh, the truth. I'll give you another example. One of the cases in Michigan, <clears throat> thousand pages of sworn affidavits of illegality in the conduct of the election and people that had been told to not do signature verification, and people who observed ballots being post-dated that came in late. Uh, and then there was a counter affidavit by a government official in charge of things. He said, no, everything was fine. The judge in that case discounted, eliminated all of the evidence by sworn affidavits that I don't find give them credit because the government official said otherwise. No subject to cross-examination, uh, no even hearing to assess the credibility uh, and 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 yet the case was then dismissed because you know one government official said everything was hunky dory. Don't look behind the curtain here. Uh, this is this is not. And 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 one of the justices on the Michigan Supreme Court called it out. Says you can't make a decision uh, without a hearing, judging credibility of witnesses. People have to be subject to cross examination. And what you know you would first ask the question. The 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 uh, government official said, well, we did signature verification elsewhere. How about this question? Well, where was it? Did you provide notice that it was going on as the law requires? Were there observers there as the law requires? Did did, did the clerks in that in that supposed other location put their initials on every ballot outside envelope that they had verified the signature as the law requires? None of that happened, but because he wasn't subject to cross-examination, that no that did not become part of the record. This is the kind of thing we were dealing with in all of these cases. And people don't even realize, uh, going back to 2020, and I know we, you know, I, I love the people who say, oh, you can't relitigate 2020. Well, we haven't litigated it. That's the whole problem. Uh, so we're not relitigating it, but I'd sure love to. Uh, because I, I just on th this one fact set, most of the jurisdictions in this country violated the federal law. They did. And they destroyed the election records and ballots and tabulations. I, I mean, it's incredible what they did. 
yep. so that there couldn't be a quote unquote relitigation. Well, in, in Mesa County, Colorado, the county clerk, elected county clerk, uh, uh, was informed by the secretary of state that all of the data on her election systems was going to be wiped as a result of an update to the software. That would have violated federal law, and that federal law imposes on her an obligation to protect right. all election records for 22 months. So she made a mirror image copy of the data before it got updated and destroyed. Uh, and then she had, because of that uh, uh, mirror image, she hired forensic analysts to take a look at it, to just make sure uh, what was there and whether, in fact, anything untoward had gone on. Those forensic analysts discovered computer code that had actually flipped votes. For that effort to comply with federal law and making that mirror image, she is being prosecuted with nine felony charges. Um, because you're not supposed to look at, you know, when the government tells you, you know, uh, everything was fine, you're not supposed to raise questions, apparently. Uh, and those of us that are raising questions uh, are, are having the entire power of the federal or state governments thrown at us. Um, I, I've got a legal defense fund. Let me put it real quick, because sure. one of the one of the advantages of my California bar trial is we're putting on to the extent the court allows it. And that's a big if, but we're putting a lot on a lot of the evidence that none of these other court cases uh, looked at. Uh, and it is the first time we've had an opportunity to do that in, in great detail. Uh, uh, give send go dot com slash Eastman is the legal defense fund site and people can donate there, send prayers there, whatever. My wife and I read them, they're heartwarming. Uh, and it will help us to continue to try and expose the truth. Well, uh, and we encourage everybody to to help in any way that you you can or wish. Uh, it's a it's a critically important cause. And to that to that end, I want to read from Judge Chunkin one of her comments uh, uh, to the uh, to the court, uh, all of the parties there. She said. The the defendant fails to acknowledge evidence presented by the government uh, that when the president, the former president, publicly attacked individuals, including on issues related to this case, these individuals received threats and harassment. Whoa, uh, the record isn't clear on that at all, as far as I'm concerned. But this is the beauty that she unleashed that I think is, you'll find fascinating if you haven't studied it already which I suspect you have, the First Amendment rights of participants in criminal proceedings must yield, when necessary, to the orderly administration of justice. I have never heard that statement made by anyone whatsoever. Uh, not, in, not in class, not in, uh, in my readings over a half century. And contrary to defendant's argument, the right to a fair trial is not his alone, but belongs also to the government and the public, especially and the public, because they're going to be vitally interested in all of this nonsense. Uh, that's that. That's a great interpretation of the Fifth Amendment's due process clause that I've never seen any any court advance <laughs> before. Uh, the right to a fair trial is one of the rights that criminal defendants have. Uh, it, the government doesn't have such a right. They're the ones that have prosecutorial discretion to decide whether to bring charges or not. And it ought to be exercised, uh, not going after persons. Look, what we've done here is like what Lavrenti Berea did in the Soviet Union. Show me the man and I'll find you the crime. <clears throat> and that's what they're doing. They're targeting their political opponents because they don't like them. And they don't like them. And uh, to me, 
the fact that a judge would even say that uh, impromptu, ad hoc, however you want to say it, just a spur of the moment. Uh, no, she had thought that out. She had organized that thought. And the idea that she doesn't comprehend that the government under our Constitution has that responsibility to provide a fair trial to the defendant, uh, it shows you the perversity of what is happening in our federal court system. And she is a uh, blinding, uh, leading example of that. We're talking with John Eastman. We're going to continue this uh, conversation about uh, a corrupt judiciary, a a corrupt uh, set of prosecutors in the Department of Justice, a corrupt administration. And the more I think about it, the whole federal government is rampant with corruption. We'll be right back with John Eastman. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're back with John Eastman, attorney extraordinaire, former uh, advisor and counsel and attorney for the president of the United States and former president uh, of the United States. John, I look at what's happening right now, and I fear that there isn't uh, a fair fight of any kind available uh, to conservatives, to patriots, uh, and that the battle is basically lost. And I don't mean that in a pessimistic or uh, negative way. I'm talking about, I'm just laying out the parameters of what I see as a great battle and a fight worth having if ever there were one. The, the left controls the judiciary. The left controls prosecutors. And I'm talking about in Washington, D.C. The left controls media. The left controls the Marxist Dem Party. Uh, they are obviously moving toward domination in our society, a unilateral denomination that any other country would be called authoritarian, totalitarian, uh, and outright uh, communist Marxism. Uh, give me your thoughts about what we do to, and whether we can restore any semblance of what a constitutional republic uh, should be. Well, a couple of things that are uh, going on that um, give me a sliver of hope and optimism. Um, One, these cases have not yet reached the Supreme Court. And one hopes that the Supreme Court of the United States will weigh in in a a very prominent and uh, uh, vocal and definitive way and put a stop 
to these abuses of our legal system. They haven't done so yet, but the cases take a while to get there. So that's 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 one thing. Second thing, <clears throat> elections do matter. Uh, that's why the, the theft of the 2020 election was so significant. I, I gave a speech on Saturday night um, where several of the speakers before me were addressing what's been going on in Israel since October 7th, a, a day that will live on in infamy every bit as much as um, December 7th, 1941 or, or, or September 11th, 2001. Um, and, and I tied my predicament to that by saying this would not have happened if Trump had been inaugurated on uh, January 20th, 2021. Right. Um, and, and, and so weakness on our side has emboldened evil actors around the world. Um, and I think people are waking up to that now and uh, engaging in the election in 2024 in ways that we've not seen before at the retail level, at the local level, checking the voter rolls at their precincts. And if they see 28 people voting from a single efficiency apartment, calling it to the officials attention to prevent that fraud from going on. And the, and the third thing I've seen, not, you know, there are way too many uh, young people uh, who are buying into the propaganda of our regime. But there are a significant enough, enough young people that are seeing what's going on and demonstrating courage to fight back. I'll give you one example. One of my brand new clients is this fellow named Jaden Rodriguez um, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You may not know the name, but you know his action. He's the kid with the Gadsden flag patch on his backpack that was kicked right. out of school because the teacher accused him of wearing a symbol of slavery. What utter nonsense. Well, he stood up and he's pushing back. This is a 12-year-old that has more courage than most of our elected officials do. Um, but it's that kind of courage that is contagious and that I hope uh, will engender a new generation of Americans to fight for their liberty, just like our forefathers did. Well, God bless you for representing him and, and carrying on that uh, that battle. Uh, and God bless him for, as you say, having the courage to take it on. Uh, because a lot of people, and particularly young people, are not not uh, given uh, to to bucking the crowd, to uh, uh, stepping up and, and being self-reliant and independent in their judgments. And I think it's critically important that that happen. Uh, let me let me offer you a couple of examples that I think are perhaps are countervailing influences against uh, uh, your optimism, but. When we look at 7,000 people shouting basically uh, death to Israel, uh, pro-Palestinian marchers, they're anti-Semitic, every one of them, they're, uh, every one of them, in my opinion, uh, is uh, supporting uh, gang rape, the beheading of babies, the massacre on October 7th, 1,400 Israelis killed, uh, men, women, children, babies. Uh, this is not this is, to me, so repugnant that no person, no person should not be absolutely uh, repulsed by this. Uh, and here they are saying uh, how they, much they want to support Palestine, uh, the Palestinians and uh, Hamas. The ignorance is palpable. It's in your face. And it's happening on campuses all over the country. And I don't see students saying at Yale, Harvard, University of Michigan, wherever it may be, Wisconsin, get out of my face and get out of my way, because this is where freedom of speech 
is going to be exercised and 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 advocate for what this country stands for. These people are ruinous to our society. Well, they are, and you know, it just demonstrates the power of pure propaganda that we've had <clears throat> going under the guise of education in our nation's highest uh, institutions of learning for decades, and it has a profound effect. But there are people pushing back against it, and there are major donors to the universities that are waking up and saying, we're not going to fund this crap anymore. Um, there are new institutions being established as we speak to to provide a counterbalance to that and ultimately, um, uh, you know, shift things back uh, to defense of the shared values of Western civilization. Um, but, it, it, you know, we've we've sat on the sidelines as a people for a century while this stuff crept in. Uh, and over the last decade, it's it's crept in at exponential rates. And I it, it's hard to see anybody that can't. Uh, understand the moment of moral clarity that we are in that the attacks on October 7th provided and uh, and and you know the, it, this is these are this is not a nuanced thing there is not there there is pure evil going on and anybody that is not willing to stand up to that and speak out against it has taken a side in favor of evil that that moment of, of mm -hmm. unbelievable moral clarity has got to have an impact uh, both in the short term and the long term in my view I couldn't agree with you more. This is evil. And uh, those who are demonstrating and whether it's taking over the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, as thousands did, uh, whether it is the demonstrations and protests uh, and the affirmation of the ignorance and the bigotry of a professor on the part of the students uh, at, uh, at Stanford, uh, they want to support this uh, anti-Semitic professor. The, and the moral equivalency that they draw between Hamas uh, and and Israel, uh, the, the Palestinian forces and Israel, uh, is mind-boggling because of the lack of just simple judgment and reason uh, and logic. Uh, moral clarity is is a, a far reach for them. They can't even reach to uh, any kind of acuity uh, mentally. Uh, I, I worry for the country on that basis. I worry about that weakness that you mo a moment ago mentioned. And you were talking about the weakness of the United States in uh, being able to defend because of the impairment, the the, uh, the corruption of this current president. Uh, but the weakness in the Republican Party concerns me every bit as much because they have been cowards. They have been uh, laggards. Uh, they've been indolent. Uh, they are on, without imagination, apparently, uh, because they are not reacting boldly and swiftly to be a significant, limiting, countervailing force to the evil that ha that is the Marxist Dems who've taken over the Democratic Party and our federal government. Oh, I, I think you're right. And look, you know, you go back 15 years now to the beginning of what I call the Make America Great a Movement before it was called that, the Tea Party Movement, right. uh, a, a populist uprising against unconstitutional spending, you know, our grandkids into slavery is what's going on. And and the Republican leadership at the time and continuing uh, until recently, one hopes that the new change in leadership um, will will be a portent of good things to come. But they they view the Tea Party movement as an enemy. 
to their to their sinecures, to their comfortable positions in Washington. And they had to they had to move to destroy it. And of course, that mentality has carried over uh, to Trump and the movement that he inherited. Uh, he didn't create the MAGA movement. He he saw what was going on and he he got out front of it uh, because he understood that this was this was the battle for our time. And these are the times that people with courage were made for. Uh, and that's why they have to go after him as hard as they have, because because they think if they can c- decapitate the head of the snake, that they will destroy the movement. They do not understand the movement or the resilience of the American people devoted to liberty and freedom, uh, if that's what they truly think. But but, you know, that's why they have to go after Trump as hard as they can. And then anybody that supports him. Uh, and, uh, you know, when Trump says it's not about me, it's about you all that they're going after. He's right. Um, yeah. Because they would like to shut us all down and make us all in a nice little sheep who just do whatever the government says. Absolutely. Uh, let's conclude with this question, and I can't wait for your answer. Uh, you've basically put it before the Supreme Court to solve this issue uh, across the state uh, and local uh, jurisdictions, uh, our court system, uh, and the federal courts uh, as well. What do you think the odds are that these nine justices have the guts uh, and the energy to actually stand up and Chief Justice Roberts with that responsibility, uh, period? Uh, He has been quiescent throughout. Uh, What do you think the odds are that he will stand up and say enough? The persecution of Donald Trump is at an end. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that, Lou. Uh, I can only hope that they will faithfully apply the law and put an end to this nonsense. Um, but look, I, I think it's I don't think it's an accident that several of the justices that are kind of viewed as more in the middle of the ideological range on the court um, are are being protested, are having assassination attempts, are getting death threats on a regular basis. Uh, uh, that has to have an impact on uh, human being, any human being of normal sensibilities. And I, and I don't think it's an accident that that is going on. Um, one hopes that their life tenure, their uh, insulation from those kind of things that our constitution has created uh, will uh, en- 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 enable them to withstand those kind of pressures to, uh, and therefore continue to do what's right or, or step up and do what's right. That, that, but that's that's a hope, and I, I can't make a prediction about that. Well, Johnny, so I can make a prediction. Uh, I predict that uh, you will prevail, and uh, the, the nation uh, requires it. Uh, this moment in our history requires it. We thank you so much for being with us. Johnny. Thank you, Lou, for having me on. I appreciate it. John Eastman, a great American, one of the many victims of this corrupt judicial system, and the Marxist Dems who run the Department of Justice, and by the way, who have corrupted our entire legal system. Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Our guest tomorrow on The Great America Show, Congresswoman Nancy Mace. Please join us for that tomorrow. Join us each and every day. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. America.